Welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. And I hear if you are listening or watching on Spotify, you might actually be able to see me. So hello for everyone else listening. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you are ready to learn some English. But before we get to the lesson, if you could do me a huge favor, give this a like, leave a review if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting platform. It really helps other people find the lessons and learn English. Again, thank you so much for watching or listening. Hope this helps. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Ready or not, we are live. Hope everyone is doing well today. I hope everyone is ready to learn some English. I will do my best to teach this lesson. If this is your first time here, my name is Brent. This is Speak English with this guy. I've been an English teacher in the United States for over 20 years. And the goal of this lesson is to help you talk about the weather. And I don't know about in your country, but in the United States, a lot of times when people have nothing to talk about, they talk about the weather. So this is going to be an advanced lesson, though. We're not going to talk about rain or snow or wind. I am going to assume that you know those things. We're going to talk about some more advanced things like blustery. Hope it's sounding okay. I want to say hello to a couple people. There. Oh, Yulia is here. Fayez. Fayez became a member not too long ago. A couple people became a member on this stream before we started. And I want to say hello to them. Mega's here. What's going on? Audie's here. Freddie from France. Hope you're doing well. Harry from Indonesia. Yeah, on my other channel, I do have a short lesson coming out inspired by one of Harry's comments. All right, before we get started with that, Stacy's here. Hope you do Betty. Can't forget to say hello to Betty. Hope you're doing well, Betty. So before this stream started, sometime yesterday, I saw that uh Manuel became a member. I think he's been a member before, but I got a little alert that said, hey, he's back. So welcome back. Got a little something here for you. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, so check those out. Um, if you're a silver member, check out the Discord server. If you are a gold member, check out the volley space. You can send messages to me via video. We also had Alberto. So a little something for him. Thanks so much. for New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, 
and the bonus videos. All right. Well, thank you so much. Who else is here? Luke from Poland. Hope you're doing well. Arone is here. Welcome. Olga. Hope you're doing well in Turkey. Ario's here. And Smadaya. I'm sorry. I probably said that wrong, but I'm glad you're here. Hope everyone's doing well. Let's get to the first slide I have here. Now, this first slide is just, that's just the thumbnail. That's me pretending I'm in a tornado with a cow flying by, a house flying by, and some lightning. And there are two movies, two movies, both American movies, that that thumbnail is taken from, or at least the idea of that thumbnail. Does anybody know the two movies? Leave it in the chat. A tornado with a house and a tornado with a cow flying in it. But for real, for real, the first word we are going to talk about is forecast. And you might hear this in English. A forecast is when a person tries to predict or guess what is going to happen with the weather. And guess what? They are wrong a lot of the time. And as the lesson goes on, I will have these little banners that will pop up at the bottom of the screen just to give you a little bit better of an idea about this term and also a chance for you to practice shadowing to help with your English pronunciation. If you don't know what shadowing is, it is when the teacher, the native speaker, whoever is giving the lesson reads a sentence and you try to say the sentence along with that speaker or you repeat it. So here's our first one. Hopefully there are no typos in any of these banners. I think there are 28 banners and 31 slides. So lots and lots of English to learn. The forecast is what people think will happen with the weather. It's a prediction. It's a guess. And like I said, they are wrong often. They are often wrong. All right. Oh, Betty. She's got a couple interviews coming up. So best of luck. Yulia. Yes, it is the Wizard of the Wizard of Oz. The movie with the house. Yes, the Wizard of Oz. Very nice, Yulia. So you had to know a little bit about American culture. Yes. Impulse Imp is here. What's going on? It is. It's the Wizard of Oz. And the other one. Wait, Freddie says the cow was roasted by the lightning. Hey, no cows were hurt during the making of that thumbnail. No, 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 no cows were hurt. The cow lands safely on the ground. The tornado just picks the cow up for a minute. But no, no cows were hurt. I promise no cows were hurt. Um, the other one, I'll wait. Wait, okay, got it. 
I didn't think anybody would get it. But yeah, there was a movie. Nice job, man. There was a movie that came out in the United States, I think in the 1990s or the early 2000s. And it was uh, Twister. It's called Twister. Yeah, a cow gets picked up. Hopefully the cow lands safely in that movie. I don't know about that movie. But in my thumbnail, the cow is safe. I promise. The cow is safe. All right, the next one here, after we get through with forecast, it's a tough one, but it's meteorologist. I will say that a couple times, and I have a sentence you can practice pronouncing uh, English with here. Meteorologist. Meteorologist. Sometimes you will hear weatherman even though not all meteorologists are men, but weatherman is a very common term to hear, but also meteorologist. Let's do the sentence. Meteorologists study weather. With their forecast, they predict what the weather will be like. Yeah, and like I said, they often get it wrong. They often get it wrong. Wait, one last thing I want to talk about with forecast and meteorologists. Hard to put it in the plural, meteorologists. Got to hit that S at the end. Meteorologist, meteorologists. It's a good idea to check the forecast before stepping out the door for work. So there's a phrasal verb in there to step out. It's a good idea to check the forecast before stepping out the door for work. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. The next one is wind chill. Wind chill. We often talk about wind chill during the winter, not usually during the summer. So for wind chill, it has to be cold already. But then the wind is blowing. So it actually makes it feel like it's colder out than it really is. That's what wind chill is. We use the term wind chill when it's cold. So here's an example of if the wind is blowing really hard, this could happen. And I also have another English phrasal verb there for you. Bundle up. It's 32 degrees out, but with the wind chill, it feels like it's 20 degrees. Let's read that one more time. Bundle up. Wait, hang on. Let's talk about bundle up. Okay. In the picture there, that woman is definitely bundled up. You put on more clothing when it's cold, and we call that bundling up. You might put on a couple layers of clothing. You might have on your t-shirt. That's not going to keep you warm. But you might put on a sweatshirt, a sweater, and then a jacket. So you would have like four layers of clothing on. That's what we call bundling up. Or maybe you're watching a movie on the couch. And it's getting a little cold. So you take a blanket 
and you wrap it around you, we might say you're bundling up to keep warm. All right, that sentence one more time. It's actually two sentences, right? Bundle up. It's 32 degrees out, but with the wind chill, it feels like it's 20 degrees. All right, hope that helps. Hope you know what wind chill is. Just checking the chat, making sure everybody's doing doing well. Reading through the uh, comments. Looks like a lot of people are are talking to each other. Ario from Indonesia says, I love wind chill because no sun means not hot outside. Love it. Yeah, and I did ask, um, six people voted in the poll, uh, but I did ask earlier, hey, what do you like better? Do you like blistering hot weather or do you like cold weather? Looks like Jamie's here. Shea added a preposition, step out of, but the sentence I wrote is what you will often hear too. Yeah, Fayez. I think you're right. Yeah. American meteorologists are not good at predicting the weather. That is that is true. Hey, Kate, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. And it looks like Jamie is here. Jamie, my wife. She appeared, I think, in the latest video. She's going to be in like the next two or three videos. Yeah. We went to a touristy beach town. Channel members know this already. I did an update and uh, a lighthouse. So yeah, Jamie is now that it's summer, we have a little bit more time. All right. Uh Oh, Natalia. I think she has to leave the replay. Yeah. The replay is great. You can watch it a couple times. You can pause. You can pause live too. You can pause to hear me say the sentences again when this is on replay, if I'm talking too quickly, you can slow me down. If I'm not talking quickly enough, you can speed me up. All right, the next one. We got a lot to get through here. The next one is slush. And you will see this in the winter. Let me get rid of this. And let me bring this up to make it a little bigger. So if you see where that red arrow is pointing, that is slush. Slush is basically melted snow. Slush is partly melted snow. You can see that banner right down there. We have a lot of slush in the early spring where I live. So yeah, If you come to Maine during March or April, you will probably see a lot of that on the road. You definitely want to be wearing your boots if there is a lot of slush on the road. Now, we do have these other things. If you look at the cups, it looks like there's a a light blue, a light green, and a purple slushy in the picture. We also have things called slushies. You probably have them too, but that's what we call them in English. And it is a lot of sugar 
in some icy water. That's a slushy. The next one, this is a good verb to know when it's cold. And that verb is shiver. Shiver. People will often shiver when they are cold. And since this is a video, some of these words we will be talking about are hard to find pictures of. When we get to mist and sprinkle and drizzle, it was hard to find a picture. But I can actually shiver right now. I can pretend it's cold. And if somebody is shivering, it looks like that. They're shaking a little bit. Their body is shivering. Their teeth might be doing something else. And we will talk about that in just a minute. Shiver. You can see both of those women are probably very cold and they are shivering. One problem that my wife and I will have when we are riding in the car is that I am usually a little bit hotter. I tend to have a little bit more, uh, we might call it, I am more warm-blooded in English. I don't mind being cold or my body temperature is a little warmer. So when we have the air conditioning on in my car, Jamie will often bundle up she will wear a jacket in the car. I will not because if she doesn't, she might shiver. So yeah, the car is usually a little bit colder than Jamie would like. It's usually a good temperature for me because in English, we always say you can put on more clothing if you're cold, but if you're hot, you can only take off so much clothing. So Hope that helps. Shiver. I think I have. Yeah, I do have a sentence for you. But it involves the next word. Teeth. Chattering. That's another verb you can use when you're cold. Your body shivers, but your teeth chatter. This has happened to me a couple times but I've been so cold that literally my teeth will shake and they make a little noise. I don't know if I can do it now, but uh, something like that. Only much quicker. I'm sure you've all been very cold and well, I don't know. I don't think Mahdi is here, but if he uh, is watching this and he lives in Saudi Arabia, I don't know if it ever gets cold there. Ooh, I bet at night it does get cold. A lot of Saudi Arabia is desert. So I, I bet at night it gets cold. So your teeth might chatter. Your body might shiver when it's really cold. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. Just check in the chat. Ah, uh, yes. Freddie says you need to have a car with separated AC. Luckily, in this car that we have now, we can each control our side of the car. 
So you will usually see mine set to low, the lowest temperature, and it just says LO in the car. And Jamie will often have hers on high, HI. Yeah. And I think we cancel each other out. What's this? Manual. Hey, welcome back to the the membership there. Slush. Couldn't, couldn't be only with salt. The solid and the temperature make it as well. Mm. Hey, one thing I didn't mention, but a lot of times in the winter where I live, they will put salt down on the road to make it less slippery. Yeah. So sometimes the ice turns to slush. Yeah. Miss Jamie is, um, she's busy today. She's busy. She is out running errands. She is, uh, what do we say? She's scurrying around. I did that on, um, on my Instagram. Yeah. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's, speak English with this guy. And I did a short lesson on some tough verbs, scurry. What was the other one? Oh, gather. Yeah. Verbs are good. Verbs are good to know. All right. Back to the lesson. I could read the chat all day. It's good to see a few familiar faces in here. Familiar names. I can't actually see your face. Familiar names. The next one is Shatter. The next one is Shatter. And that is a great verb to know. I hope this never happens to you. But, oh dear. Your phone. Your screen. Right there. If you drop your phone and the screen breaks... A good verb to know in English is shatter. Yeah, my phone shattered. Oh, I hope that never happens. I don't want that to happen. But if you look at the picture, you can see that maybe glass is breaking. Maybe that person's phone has also broken. So we could use shatter. But ice might also shatter. And the sentence I have for you here is the icicle shattered when it fell from the roof. The icicle shattered when it fell from the roof. And just in case you don't know what icicles are, here is a page, excuse me. Here is a page with some icicles and icicles often hang from the roof. And when it gets warm, they fall to the ground and when they break, the verb you can use is shatter. Hope that helps. Moving right along. The next one we have is cold snap. Cold snap. I hope these are advanced. I hope every one of these is a new word for you. Probably not. We have some very smart people here in the chat very good English speakers. So I'm really trying to challenge you with this lesson. Cold snap. If you know what a cold snap is, feel free. Put it in the chat. Show off that big brain of yours. 
show off your English knowledge, but please, please don't Google it. Please don't look it up. Everyone could do that. Cold snap. I will start explaining it slowly, but maybe somebody knows what a cold snap is. Big brain. I think that comes from the movie Pulp Fiction, where Samuel L. Jackson's character says, look at the big brain on Brad. If you've ever seen Pulp Fiction, I think I think he says that in that movie. All right, Fayez, cold snap, bitterly cold. Absolutely. Part of a cold snap will be bitterly cold. Dan's English lesson says, feeling of a frost wafting in your mouth. That's a good one. That's a good one. Let's talk about exactly what a cold snap is. It's a long definition. A cold snap is when the weather gets much colder. It happens without warning, but it doesn't usually last too long. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The meteorologist forecasts will have a cold snap in the middle of the week. So a couple sentences there. You can pause and rewind if you would like to practice. But a cold snap is the opposite of a heat wave. We will do heat wave at the end of this lesson. But if you know what a heat wave is, think the opposite. And that's what a cold snap is. So let's say you are living in an area where it's 32 degrees Fahrenheit. I live in the United States. And I think many of you are studying American English. So I will use Fahrenheit. Let's say it's been 32 degrees Fahrenheit for a while. But then suddenly, the temperature drops down to zero degrees Fahrenheit. That's cold or maybe below zero. And it stays that way for a day or two. You can say that we are experiencing a cold snap. Okay, two things. I mean, it's already cold. A cold snap happens in the winter. And then it gets much, much colder for a couple days. And then it goes back to like normal cold. Hope that helps. Hey, Cecilia's here. Welcome, welcome. Look at that. Manual. He uses both in his sentence. Cold snap is something people want to happen when they have a heat wave. Absolutely. Yeah. I try not to complain about the weather too much but manuel is exactly right when it's too hot people complain oh 
I wish it was colder. When it's cold, people complain, oh, I wish it was warmer. Yeah, where I live, we have both summer. It can get relatively hot. Not hot compared to a desert. Not hot compared to Brazil. But it gets kind of hot here. And it gets relatively cold here. Not as cold as it gets in Siberia, but it gets cold here. And people will often complain. I try not to. I try not to. All right. Next one. Draft. I hope this is new for you. Draft. Now, for us to talk about draft, I need to blow this picture up. And if you look at that red arrow... Right at the bottom of the door, in between the floor and the bottom of the door, is a little crack. That's what we would call that. Now, of course, if somebody punches the door, they might put a crack in the door. But when I'm talking about draft, I'm talking about the cracks along the side of the door, maybe a window. This is where air can blow through. That is what a draft is. A draft is cold air coming through a crack in a door or a window. A room could be called drafty. So we're starting out with cold weather terms. We will eventually get to wind and hot weather terms. But you might have a draft in your house in the winter, especially if you have an older house. And maybe there's a room in your house where a lot of cold air comes in and you would say it's a drafty room. Or you could say, ooh, I feel a draft. Should we turn the heat on? Ooh, I feel a draft. Should we turn the heat on? Hope that helps. Anytime you have a question about these weather terms, put it in the chat and I will do my best to answer it. This room is kind of drafty, right? That only happens in the winter, pretty much, right? The next one, this is where we get into a lot of windy topics. So I'm assuming you know wind. It's when the weather blows. You could have a hot wind. You could have a a cold wind. Or you could have a wind gust. A wind gust. And we also use the adjective gusty. Gusty. But let's talk about what a wind gust is first. A wind gust is when the wind blows harder for a short period of time, usually less than 20 seconds. So maybe it's windy already, but then a really hard piece of wind, we call it a gust, a really hard gust of wind comes by and maybe you're wearing a hat and your hat flies off. We're going to talk about another advanced verb in just a second. 
with gust. But you can see in the picture there, that person, they probably weren't expecting that gust of wind and it almost knocks them off their feet. A wind gust, a gust of wind. And you could say that it's gusty out. If there's a lot of wind blowing really hard, you might say it's gusty, gusty. And here's a sentence for you. A gust of wind blew off my hat. Or a gust of wind blew my hat off. Now that second sentence ends with a preposition. 50 years ago, English teachers probably said, don't ever end your sentence with a preposition. Especially when you're writing, but you can, even when you're writing English teachers, aren't as strict anymore. So if you end your sentence with a preposition, ah, most of them, the young ones, they won't care. If you get a crusty older English teacher, they might say, Hey, never end your sentences with a preposition, but I think teachers my age or younger, like, ah, who cares? Prepositions can end sentences. A gust of wind blew off my hat. A gust of wind blew my hat off. Let's check the chat. Make sure there are no... Naomi, hey, welcome back. Do you have the saying, hot enough to fry an egg? Yes. Yes, you will hear that. And my favorite band, Dave Matthews Band, has a song called Stay. And they actually say that line. It's so hot, you could fry an egg. And what that means is it's usually on the sidewalk, what we say. If you crack an egg and it goes onto the sidewalk, it would fry. It's so hot. I don't think I've ever experienced anything so hot where you could fry an egg, but what's the temperature that eggs fry at? I don't know, but it's probably possible. I'll go back to um, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's a very hot country. Thailand, I know where Audie lives. I'm sure Thailand in the summer can be very hot. Danny from France, what is going on? Speaking of Thailand. Apple the Frog is here saying, sorry, I'm late. It's okay. It's okay. We always have uh, replay. Always have replay. Okay, Cecilia. Hey, Brent. One of my English students loves kite surfing. So we usually talk about wind in class. Yes, yeah, Cecilia, her English is near native, I would say. I've spoken to Cecilia before, and she's an English teacher. Very good English teacher. All right. Next one. Brent. How do you describe the weather in the night that has a clear sky during the day? Probably we call it sunny. Ooh, how about at night? I think you said it. We might just say, oh, 
it's such a clear night. Yeah. Trying to think. Um, hmm. I could talk about light pollution, light pollution. So in English, we call it light pollution. You probably have another saying for it in Indonesian or whatever language you speak, but light pollution happens in the cities where you can't see the stars, the nights, the night sky is usually not very clear in a big city. You have to go out to the country to see those stars on a clear night. So good question. I don't think we have an English word for that. We would just say, whoa, it's so clear tonight. I've said that many times. Yeah. Uh, The poor light pollution. Um, Fireflies. I don't know if you know that word in English, but fireflies, those little bugs where their butts light up. Well, light pollution has caused many lightning bugs to die because they can't see each other. They can't see each other to reproduce. Hmm. Oh, yes, I see somebody asking uh, about the Discord. Yeah, if you become a silver member, you can join the Discord. I want to keep it small. There are maybe 30 people in the Discord. I think only eight people in the um, volley space. So it's it's really small, and I can read all of the comments. People comment back. It is uh, fun, I think. Um, Dan's English Lessons is asking, um, I think it's 99 cents for a bronze member, and there your name appears in green each month. You can uh, put a little like member message. It shows up. Yeah, all the, I don't think many people do it, but you can hit the little, like you're going to buy a super chat, but it says like monthly member. It's totally free if you're a member. You can put that in there and it will show how many months you've been a member. Um, silver is $2 and that gives you the Discord. And then um, for three dollars, it's folly. It's folly space. Oh, Betty has a job interview on Sunday. Well, Betty, I think she had a couple last week too. So good luck. Good luck. All right, Manuel. Clear sky at nights. At night means there are no clouds, so you can see the stars in the sky. Love that sentence. That is perfect. I'm going to read that one more time in case anybody wants to practice shadowing. I think it's perfect. Clear sky at night means there are no clouds, so you can see the stars in the sky. Oops, there's a, there's two prepositions there. We would use in the sky, in the sky. Good one, Manuel. Good, good one. Leela's here. Welcome, Leela. Hope you're doing well. John's here. How are you, John? All right, let's get back to the... Wait, hang on. Audie, what? Ooh, I don't know what that is. Anometer? I don't know what that is. But Audie put in some context clues in his sentence. 
So an anometer, it, it must check for wind speed. Hmm. Anometer. All right. Is that okay? All right. Good job. Good job. I'm not, is that spelled, is that spelled correctly? I don't want to get, I don't want to second guess you. Let me see. Um, it is. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's pull this up. I think we can pull this up. So there's my, um, yeah, it's right there. Anometer. Look at that. That's a new word for me. That's a new word for me. But anytime you see meter at the end of a word, like thermometer, thermometer, it checks, it measures something. So an anometer measures wind speed. That makes sense. Windsurfers would want to have that. Thank you, Audie. Nicely done. Nicely done. Right, the next one, if I can pull this up, we just did Gusty. Clutch. Let's talk about this word. Clutch. It's a good verb to know. When you clutch something, you hold on to it tightly. So you can see that man right there. He is clutching his hat. Maybe a big gust of wind came by and he had to hold on to his hat tightly. This person is probably cut, clutching their umbrella. When you clutch something, you hold on to it tightly. All right. You ready here? We're going to go advanced, like really advanced. White knuckle driving. I hope that is a new term for everyone. White knuckle driving. Let me know in the chat, please. Have you heard white knuckle driving? I know there are some incredible English speakers in the chat, but I tried to pick a term. Nobody would know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping nobody knows white knuckle driving. Let's talk about that. White knuckle driving. You might clutch the steering wheel when driving through a snowstorm. Uh-oh. I think there's a typo there. Snowstorm should be one word. Come on, teacher. Come on, man. Let's make that exactly perfect right there. You might clutch the steering wheel when driving through a snowstorm. So if you're clutching the steering wheel, these are your knuckles. It's what we call it in English, knuckles. When I was a kid, someone might say, hey, do you want a knuckle sandwich? That means they're going to punch you in the face. So that's very mean. Hopefully nobody ever tells you, hey, you want a knuckle sandwich? That means they're going to punch you in the face. So always say no. You don't want a knuckle sandwich. But when you're gripping the steering wheel or clutching the steering wheel really tightly, we call that white knuckle driving. Driving through a snowstorm could be called white knuckle driving. So anytime you're really nervous in driving, we call that white knuckle, white knuckle driving. 
So I'm hoping that is a new term for everyone. Wait, drunken driving? No, no. Probably people who are drunk drivers, they're not white knuckling. They're just, ah, whatever. You know, they're probably very relaxed, too relaxed. Please, never drunk drive, okay? But yeah, beautiful, beautiful mommy. Good to see you in here. It is. It's when you hold the steering wheel really tightly. When you clutch the steering wheel, we call that white knuckle driving. Crack your knuckles. I'm not going to say who, but there is someone in my family who loves to crack their knuckles. It would go like. You might know those people who crack their knuckles. And all of us cringe when this person in my family cracks their knuckles. Aroni will probably meet this person uh, one day. All right, Irem, you, you love you love sandwiches, good, but you don't love the knuckle sandwich. All right, all right, Apple the Frog. What's the difference between stormy and bad weather? Hmm. I would say all stormy weather is bad weather, but could you have bad weather without it being stormy? I almost want to say those terms are interchangeable, but I'm not sure. Let's see. But usually when there is bad weather, there is a storm. And we'll talk about a couple different types of storms in a minute. You could have a snowstorm. You could have a tornado. You could have a hurricane. You could have an ice storm. It's exactly what it sounds like, an ice storm. You could have a thunderstorm. We will talk about all of those soon. Well, Rogers, good to see you in here. Truck drivers can be called white knuckle drivers. It depends. It depends. If, they're, if they are late and they are speeding, they need to get that delivery somewhere on time. They might white knuckle it. You can say that if somebody is white knuckling it, they are driving very nervously. Um, so yeah, some, some truck drivers might white knuckle it. All right. I use cringe all the time. A lot of native English speakers will use cringe. Um, how to describe cringe. Hmm. It's just a, an uncomfortable feeling. Um, if I say a bad dad joke, that could be a little cringy. Um, if an older man, let's say in his 60s, is dating somebody in their 20s, um, it's legal, but it might be a little cringy. It just gives you a, a funny feeling. I hope that helps. Cringy. It's a hard one to describe, but native English speakers, we use it all the time. All the time. All right. Dan says, how come you don't know that term? It's okay. I don't know who you're speaking to, 
But the reason people come to this English lesson is to learn things. So it's okay. You never have to apologize for not knowing something. It's my job here to teach it. It's all good. All right. Elena says, what kind of weather scares you most? We will get to it soon, but it is, it's a tornado. That's the weather that scares me most. I've seen, I've seen a, a tornado. I've seen the destruction of a tornado, but I mean, where I live, an ice storm is the weather that scares me most. When I used to live in Alabama, I'll show you where that state is later on in the lesson. When I used to live in Alabama, tornadoes scared me the most. Now, ice storms scare me the most. We don't have a lot of tornadoes here, luckily. All right. Could you die of cringe? Maybe. Yeah, you could die of cringe. I don't know. Wait, what? Um, an old man with 60 years. Are you joking? I'm, I've, I've seen celebrities, some of the Rolling Stones. I think they're in their seventies. Don't they have young girlfriends? Maybe Mick Jagger. He must have a girlfriend. That's uh could be his granddaughter's age, right? I don't know. All right. Back to the lesson. We got a lot left, don't we? Yeah, we do. Jeez. Got to speed this up, but but not too quickly. We don't want to go too quickly. And uh, people don't know what I'm talking about. That would be a bad teacher right there. We talked about Gusty. We talked about clutch your hat. We talked about clutching the steering wheel. We talked about white knuckle driving. But we haven't talked about blustery blustery a blustery day is when it's windy out and often cold not always but i will use blustery when it's windy and cold blustery might just be really windy out but i will often use this when i go outside it's cold already the wind chill is low Lots of wind. That's a blustery day to me. Blustery. Hopefully that's fun to say. Blustery. The next one. There's another verb here. This is actually used as an adjective, but swirl. This motion, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see it. I will explain it in a minute, but that's swirling, swirling. In the picture, that is a picture of swirling winds. There is a motion like a circle when we talk about swirling. So for the people listening to the podcast, hey, how are you? Oh, this is maybe a good time to remind everyone to like the video, if you haven't liked it yet, or leave a rating for the podcast, if you would, please. But swirling, water may swirl 
when it goes down the drain. So think about taking a bath. You fill the tub up with water. And when the water leaves the tub, we say it is draining. And the little hole that the water leaves out of is called a drain. And when the water goes down the drain, it might swirl. But wind can also swirl around. Maybe you've seen a leaf on the ground get picked up by the wind and go around in a circle. We would say that leaf is swirling around. Swirling around. Hope that helps. And the reason I want to talk about swirling is we're going to talk about hurricanes and tornadoes. Hurricanes and tornadoes. That is a picture of a hurricane. And that is a picture of a tornado. Now let's talk about what makes these two storms different. Both have swirling winds. But hurricanes form over water. Tornadoes form over land. And when I use that verb form, that means like where they start. So hurricanes will start over water, the ocean, usually the Atlantic Ocean, usually. And tornadoes will start over land. A couple other things that are different with tornadoes and hurricanes. Hurricanes are larger than tornadoes, but tornadoes have stronger winds most of the time. And I'm not sure if you've noticed, but when I pronounced when I pronounce wind, a lot of times I will leave off that D, especially when I say it in the plural, stronger winds. I don't pronounce that D, stronger winds. Why? I don't know, but it is hard to say winds. So native English speakers will probably drop that D, stronger winds. I'll say it another time right here. Hurricanes are larger than tornadoes, but tornadoes have stronger winds. Did you know that? We dropped the D. It's just hard to say. So we make it easy for our, ourselves here. Is Jamie, Jamie back in the chat? I thought somebody said hi to Jamie. All right. Rod, the English teacher's here. What's going on, Rod? How you doing, man? Good to see you here. All right, um, Betty Lou, are you going to make a shorter version of this lesson? I have done that for prom and I did it for skin and it wasn't very popular. Yeah, not many people did. And it takes a long time to edit those videos. So not many people really watched it. I, I think it's helpful, but maybe I'll, I'll put it up just because Betty, you asked so nicely and you're a channel member. So let's see. We call that spinning. Yeah, you can, you can call it spinning. You could call it swirling. 
Okay, spinning is fine. It's it's certainly fine. All right. You if you feel more comfortable saying spinning, go for it. But let's talk a little bit about the difference between spinning and swirling. This is advanced English. I hope you like this. Just let me know in the chat if this is boring please write boring. If it's not, please write no. But I'm going to talk about the difference between swirling and spinning. Spinning usually is only one level. Spinning. So I could spin in my chair right now. I probably won't because I have wires, but but I could spin. I could spin in my chair as it squeaks. I could spin in my chair swirling also usually has an up and down motion to it though so you can use both whoa the tornado has spinning winds you can use that but swirling also has up and down so just maybe a little more advanced hope that wasn't too boring let's see are there any borings and the, not boring. Okay. Okay. So, oh my gosh. What about twirl? Fayez, that is a good one. So when I think of twirl, I think of if I had hair, I'm going bald. You may have noticed. But if I had long hair, you could twirl your hair in your finger. I mean, if I had long hair. So twirl, twirl, swirl, and spin. That sounds like I should do an English lesson on that. There are so similar. I might have to think about it, but I know we wouldn't say those winds are twirling with a hurricane. No. Spinning, yeah. Swirling, probably the best. Twirl. Hmm. Let's see. Twirl and spin are very close. I'll have to think about that one to give you a perfect answer. Thank you, Danny. Danny says not boring, Casey. Okay, fascinating. Okay. Cecilia is always very kind. Thank you so much. She says you are the best, Brent. She says that often. Thank you. I don't know if I believe her, but thank you so much. Oh, Dan's English. Hmm. Yes. Twirl a mustache. So um, in older movies, the villain in the movie would twirl their mustache. Good one. They don't swirl their mustache. Oh, curl. They might curl, but yeah. Mm. Twirl their mustache. Good. Twist, twirl. Oh my gosh. We need an English lesson on verbs with motion because some of them are just so... So, uh, so difficult here. Manual says, it's funny, Brent, give us a class about cold wind snow in the summer. We're getting to the heat. We're getting to the heat, but yeah, it's, it's at the end. However, however, for Cecilia, and I don't think Sita is here, but for all of you living in, uh, South America, it is, it is winter, right? It is winter there. 
So yeah. Hey, Betty, you are you are amazing. Yes, thank you so much for all the support. It is it is awesome. All right. Murdad says he wrote it down. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do better on another lesson when I can actually think about swirl, tur, twirl, spin. Jeez, pronunciation too. All right, Chef Cat, thank you. No, thank you for, for being a member for so long. Hope all is well in Turkey. All right, the next one here. Let's get this up there. Tornado Alley. Tornado Alley. In the United States, we have a part of the country that receives or gets tornadoes more often than the rest of us. So where I live in Maine, I hope you can see my cursor here. Maine is in the Northeast. We do not get a lot of tornadoes. Very rarely. Maybe one or two small ones in the summer. But I hope you can see this cursor right here. This state is Alabama. That is where I used to live. And I do have some stories for another time about tornadoes. Jamie, my wife, had two grandmothers, like a lot of people do. She had two grandmothers, and both of them lost houses in tornadoes. They were both fine. Um, nobody was injured, but completely damaged. Yeah. Obliterated is a, a very advanced word for being, for meaning totally destroyed. But this is Tornado Alley. And you can see states like Texas, New Mexico, a little piece of New Mexico is in Tornado Alley in the red there. Oklahoma, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, South Dakota. That is Tornado Alley, and that is where most of the tornadoes in the United States occur. But hopefully you can see this cursor. This state is Missouri. Missouri sometimes gets really bad tornadoes. And like I said, Alabama, Georgia. But if you ever hear Tornado Alley, then that is what we're talking about. Right in the middle of the country. Oh, thank you. Not boring. Thank you so much. All right, Dan asks, have I ever been near a tornado? Yeah, um, I've only seen one tornado in the distance. It's called a funnel cloud. A funnel cloud, if the tornado tornado never touches down. So a funnel cloud. If you know what a funnel is in English, that cloud looks like a funnel. So, yeah, I should do a, a lesson on my experience with tornadoes. But, yes, I have seen funnel clouds. I have been near tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it in another lesson, but yeah, yeah. All right. Murdad asks, does the government help by paying someone who loses their house in such disasters? 
The short answer is no. Okay, the short answer is no. This can get a little bit confusing, but we do have a part of the government called FEMA, F-E-M-A, FEMA. It's an acronym. It stands for something else, but you will hear FEMA. So the government does help out sometimes when there is a tornado or a hurricane and it's usually FEMA that helps out, but you will really be helped if you have insurance on your house. That is the best way in the United States to get your money back if you lose a house to a storm. It can get really complicated, even with insurance, because if you don't, some insurances don't cover wind damage. So if your house is destroyed by wind and you don't have wind coverage, you might be out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. So, geez. Um, no, uh, Apple the Frog, do you know about whirlpools? Are we going to be learning about whirlpools? So I don't have water spouts on here. Those are tornadoes. Sorry. Yes, actually. Water spouts are tornadoes that form over water. They're really, they're really rare. So I didn't talk about water spouts. We also have something in English called typhoon. And a typhoon is a hurricane that forms in the Pacific Ocean. But I thought that was a little too advanced. So if you're really advanced, that might help. But I just didn't go into too much detail. In whirlpools, it's like a tornado in the water, a whirlpool. So, and those are also very rare. But people could die from a whirlpool because of the swirling water that will bring them down to the bottom, to the surface of the water. So, but wait a second. What, Harry? Talking about tornadoes, I wish there would be a big ice cream on it that I could eat it all day. There, there are, we have a lot of ice cream stands in Maine where I live. And you can order tornadoes and it's ice cream where they have mixed in candy, gummy bears. Yeah, there, there's a couple names for those types of ice cream. All right, Fayez, as far as I know, Americans don't use cement and brick enough when they build houses. Sometimes, yes, that is one reason why tornadoes can be so destructive it's cheaper not to use brick so people will try to save money by making the house out of wood plastic for the siding but um one of the houses that jamie's grandmother owned was brick i don't think I've ever posted pictures of that, but yeah, that house was destroyed 
in a hurricane and it was made from brick because that tornado was what we call an F5. So the strongest tornado is called an F5. The weak little tornadoes still can do damage, but those are F1s, F1. So the strongest one is F, how we write it, okay? The strongest tornadoes is an F5. There are no F6s, F5. Oh, yeah. Cecilia says, my Russian friends laugh at me when I tell them it's cold here. Yeah, we use the term relative, relative. So where Cecilia lives in Argentina, it gets cold. To her, it feels cold. But if you're living in Siberia, well, obviously, it gets much colder there. So it's relative. But Cecilia... I bet when it gets hot, you can laugh at them when they say it's hot. Like, oh, really? Well, guess what? I'm over here sweating. So speaking of um, sweating, let's talk about, uh, wow, we've been going for an hour and seven minutes. I've been told that some people don't like lessons longer than an hour. I mean, it's here. What is going on? Hope everyone, hope you're doing well. Everyone you know is doing well up there in Canada. Hope you're doing well. All right. Uzbekistan. All right. Love it. Uzbekistan. Trying to think of the capital of Uzbekistan. Is it Tashkent? Is that the capital of Uzbekistan? Maybe you live in Tashkent. All right. Um, a couple more here, but there are so many. This might have to go into part two. And we might need a part two. There are quite a few slides left here. And I do want to explain them in detail. All right. But I need to get it back on the board. There it is. Tornado Alley. The next one is Drizzle. Actually, these three go together. Drizzle. Sprinkle and mist. Those are ways that we will talk about water falling from the sky or or maybe rain. Okay. The longer the better. All right. I I like the longer the better. Um, because when I watch live lessons, I will watch a little bit throughout the week. And I'll rewind some parts. So, mist. Let's get a, a banner up here. I think it will help. Where is it? Hmm. Oh, maybe that didn't save. All right. So, when we are talking about rain falling from the sky, if there's just a little bit, we might say, oh, it's misting out. And if you look at the picture, this woman is misting her face. Yes, it can be a verb, misting. So she's misting her face. But if you see just a little bit of water in the air like that, we would say it's misting out. 
So if you had a picnic planned and it was misting out, you might cancel, but you might not. I don't know. Everyone will get wet eventually. It just depends on how much water you're willing to take. But just a little mist, you know, for a little mist, you probably wouldn't take an umbrella if it's just going to be misting. But actually sprinkle would be a little bit heavier than misting. So I don't have a picture of the weather we call sprinkle, but it is rain and it is coming down from the sky. But to try to help you figure out what sprinkle is, I have a couple pictures. One is of a sprinkler. So you might hear of that noun, sprinkler. It's a thing. And some people in the United States will use a sprinkler to water their grass. Yeah, I just used water as a verb. So some people will use sprinklers to water their grass. And um, the little like colorful things in that picture are called sprinkles. They're little colorful pieces of sugar. And you might put sprinkles on a donut or you might put sprinkles on a cake. Or, like we were talking about earlier, you might put sprinkles on ice cream. Sprinkles. And we also have, when it's raining lightly, not heavy, when it's raining lightly, you might say, ooh, it's sprinkling out. It's sprinkling out. All right. So, tornado shelters, going back to tornadoes, some neighborhoods in the south do have tornado shelters and they do save lives. But sometimes tornadoes happen without warning. They happen all of a sudden and uh, people can't get to the tornado shelter. Ah, yes, Tashkent. Looks like a beautiful city. All right, hey, Harry, using sprinkle in a different way, the verb. Yeah, you could sprinkle salt on your dish. Yeah, whatever you're eating, you might sprinkle salt. All right, this is a term I did not include, but weather precipitation. It's a long, hard to say word, right? Precipitation. Precipitation is any water that falls from the sky. Could be rain, could be sleet, could be snow, could be hail. We will talk about hail and sleet in a minute. But precipitation is just a general term for any type of water falling from the sky. Might be frozen, but it's still precipitation. Snow is precipitation. Rain is precipitation. All right. What's that? Audie? You're in the sprinkle business? Love it. Love it. All right. The next one, though, 
Drizzle. It's a little heavier than sprinkle. Drizzling out. When it's drizzling out, there is more water coming down from the sky than if it's sprinkling or misting. Drizzling. If it's drizzling out, I think you probably want to take an umbrella. If it's just a little sprinkle, eh, maybe you leave the umbrella at home. But drizzle, it's a little heavier. It's a little heavier. One thing I would like to show you, though, let's make this a little bigger. I don't know what food that is. Are those muffins? Are those donuts without the hole? I don't know. But it does look like there is a drizzle on it. That's what we call it. You can put, you can drizzle, (laughs) drizzle over a cake, over an ice cream, drizzle. It's just like sweet stuff that you let fall onto a a cake or a muffin or a donut. But those four little foods there, they have a drizzle on top of them, a white drizzle, probably pure sugar. Probably pure sugar. The next one is dew. Notice the spelling, not D-O, but D-E-W. Do. And I have a sentence because it's a uh, it's a little tough here. You will find dew in the morning when the grass is wet, but it didn't rain during the night. That is what dew is. And sometimes it's so thick that it looks like spider webs. If you see in that picture on the left. There's a spider web. That is a picture of a spider web. What a spider might make in the corner of a room. But also, if the dew is heavy, you will see little spider webs on the grass. It's not actual spider webs, but little spider webs on the grass. It's dew. Hope that helps. Just check in the chat. Whoa, hang on. Fayez. This might help. Wow. Fayez from Turkey. Really advanced English. Okay. Misting, sprinkling, spitting, drizzling, raining, pouring. That's pretty good right there. Yeah. If you want to use that for the different, like for the severity of rain, for how severe it is raining. I think that is good. Now, I don't think we would use in the United States tender when we're talking about rain. We wouldn't use that. But those other ones, look at that. Take a take a snapshot of that. Pause the video. Misting, sprinkling, spitting. You will hear that with snow. Man, it's kind of spitting out there, huh? But I think in England... In the UK, they will use that with rain. They'll use another thing too, but this is a family channel. I will not talk about that. But yeah, drizzling, raining, pouring. Nice. Nice, Fayez. Thank you so much. And I think um, we're going to talk about pouring in a minute. In a minute. All right, let's do it. Fayez, yeah. Pause it right there. Take a look. 
Good stuff. Good stuff, Fayez. Speaking of pouring, if it's really raining hard, we might say it's coming down in sheets. Sheets of rain. Be careful how you pronounce that. But yeah, if it's really raining hard, you might see it coming down in sheets. That's what we call it. Really raining heavy sheets. Or as Fayez just said, pouring, but you might hear pouring buckets. If it's raining really hard, it might be pouring buckets. And if you see in the picture there, there's actually people pouring buckets. But you can imagine if it's really raining hard out, it might look like that when you're pouring buckets. Yeah, it's pouring buckets out there. Ah, yes. Cobweb. You will sometimes hear that in the United States. Thank you, Dan. Cobweb. Yeah, you sometimes will hear that in the United States. Oh, question about tornadoes. When do tornadoes usually happen? In broad daylight or at night? Scary thing is, it can happen both. It can be in the broad daylight. Can happen in the pitch dark. Um, the time of year, though, oh yeah, Mountain Dew. I stopped drinking Mountain Dew, but oh, it's so good. I did. It was Father's Day um, last Sunday, and uh, my family did get me a Mountain Dew. But I don't normally drink Mountain Dew. Uh, it's not good for your teeth, <laughs> from what I've heard. But uh, the taste is pretty good. Sorry, I saw that in the chat. And I got distracted. What were we talking about? Oh, tornadoes. Yeah. So the time of day really doesn't matter. Time of year does. Usually tornadoes will happen in the late spring or early fall. It's when the temperature is changing. The things that cause tornadoes would be when cold air and warm air mix or like cold air and hot air mix. That is what causes the tornado. So in the United States, you probably don't have to worry about tornadoes now, but in April or May, that's a time to worry. April, May, sometimes December, not usually June, July, August, September. Those months, you don't have to worry about tornadoes. All right, good questions. Good questions. Look at that. Fancy schmancy. Word related to rain. I've never, I'm not going to say I've never heard that word. There is a band that I like called Fish, and they have a song called that, but I don't know. I've never I can't even pronounce that word. So what I would say is as a native English speaker who has been speaking English for over 40 years, my job is to teach English. If I don't know how to say that word, or if I have to think really hard about what that word is, in fact, I didn't know the definition for that word, I would say don't use it. Yeah. 
because the native speaker or whoever you're speaking to probably wouldn't know it either. So there's a, there's a certain threshold. There's a certain point where using a word that's like too fancy schmancy might backfire. I'm using really advanced English here now because I know there are some advanced English speakers here, but yeah, good one, Fiaz. I just, I don't know that one. I can't, I can't talk about that one. Nicely done. But maybe Fiaz, maybe Fiaz, you should start an English channel. I would watch it and you can talk about uh, that word right there. Yeah. Nice job, man. Nice job. Mm, I thought there was another, oh, Radu's here. Hey, how are you? All right. If I keep answering questions or talking in the chat, we won't get done this, this lesson ever. All right. The next one is sleet. Although I do like, I do like chatting. Um, all right, here we go. Patty. I don't know how to say that word. I could look it up, but if anybody is curious, oh, it's a smell. No way. I, I did not. Okay. Um, I'm writing this down. I will never use this, but I didn't know there was a word in English for this, but I'm sure you have all experienced this. You're like rain has a certain smell. Like if you've smelled it, you know it. It's hard to, to describe smell. It's hard to describe color in any language. But ah, oh, it's good to know. Oh, fancy, fancy schmancy is just um, I think another word for advanced. Yeah, fancy schmancy. I don't use that term with a straight face, but I like it. Fancy schmancy. It's fun to say. Fun to say. All right. Another question about tornadoes. Yes, there are usually tornado warnings in advance. In advance, a lot of times each town or city has a really loud horn that will blow if there is a tornado spotted. So that helps almost all the time. <laughs> Fayez, you're a smart man. I don't want to steal your thunder. It's an English lesson about weather. Mm, clever. Clever, Fayez. Clever. Look forward to chatting with you in the Discord this week. All right, so let's talk about sleet. Sleet. Sleet is ice pellets that fall from the sky in between snow and rain. Sleet. Usually snow, when it falls, it doesn't make a sound. But when sleet falls, you will hear it falling on your house. You will hear it falling on the car. It does make a little sound because it's really small pellets. Maybe that's a new word for you. Really small pellets of ice. All right. I'm going to get a little gross here, but if you've ever seen a rabbit, 
and you've seen when the rabbit goes to the bathroom, not pee, but the little things that come out of the rabbit when it goes to the bathroom, those are also called pellets. So you might hear little, like pellets are little, like hard things, usually with ice, usually with rabbits too, we hear it. But um, yeah, so sleet, hopefully that makes sense. Sleet, it's in between snow and rain. The next one is hail. So hail is also ice, but it's bigger than sleet. Sleet will not do damage. If sleet falls on your house or falls on your car, probably won't do damage. Now, if you're driving in your car and it's sleeting out, it might be slippery. Your car may slide on the road. But when hail falls, that's not good. And we will often describe hail by the size of the pellets. P-sized hail. Notice how P is spelled P-E-A. It's like what you eat, like those little green things, green peas. Quarter size hail. We have money in the United States and 25 cents is just a little piece of metal that we use as money. It's a coin. Golf ball size hail, softball size hail, grapefruit sized hail. I think I have a, do I still have it? Um, hopefully I can share this. Um, I'll put up a little picture here of hail and the different sizes. Let's see if I can share it here. It will just take a second. Yeah. So hopefully that is something you can see. I will make it a little bit bigger. But those are some of the different sizes of hail. And of course, grapefruit is the biggest. And it goes all the way down to a pea. I think if I go down here further. Yeah, look at this guy. Oh my gosh. It looks like this happened in Texas. Ooh, pelts. It's another good verb, like as in hits, pelts. So unfortunately, this car looked like it was pelted with, and they say golf ball size. Some of that looks like grapefruit size hail. I would not want to be there. All right, hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps. We're getting we're getting really advanced here, right? Uh, Radu says, I like the smell of the ground being freshly wet. Oh, me too. Or the road when there's that nice summer rain. You smell it. It's good stuff. Really? So Cecilia says that sleet is common in the south of Argentina before it starts snowing. Yeah, we will probably get sleet in the early winter. Yeah, we're going to talk about freezing rain in a minute. I hope Argentina never gets freezing rain. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's rain that falls and then freezes. 
I will have a picture of that pretty soon. Oh, yes, Apple. Yes, there is an F0, I think. F0. I mentioned F1 earlier, but now that you say it, I think there is an F0. Yeah. So probably something you don't have to worry about when it comes to tornadoes, an F0, but an F5. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Hail that is the size of a grapefruit. I mean, think about it. If that hits you in the in the head, you, you're probably dead. Golf ball, I can't imagine the force. Um, on my red car, maybe I'll put up a short video or a member's video. My red car actually has damage from hail on the roof. You can barely see it. You have to be at the right angle to see it, but it did get some hail damage. Hopefully that's a, that's a new term for you. Hail damage. Thunder. Now, I couldn't get a picture of thunder simply because it's a sound, but I do have a picture there of lightning. So thunder and lightning go together. Hopefully you have heard of those terms, but a good verb to use to describe thunder would be rumble. So thunder rumbles. Oh, can you hear that thunder rumbling? I actually did a, a video not long ago. What was it about? Right at the beginning of the video, the lesson, there is thunder rumbling in the distance. I just thought of that. And I can't remember. Oh, it's the video, I think, with the thumbnail, and it has me crushing something. I only made that a couple of weeks ago. I totally can't remember what that lesson is about, but it's a good one. You should check it out. Next one is humid. I hate when the weather is humid. So hot. It can be hot out. I don't mind when it's hot out, but when it's humid, that's what we say in English when the air is very wet and you start sweating almost immediately. Whoops. I thought sweating was the next one. Yeah. So when it's really humid, you might break into a sweat immediately. So humid is when the weather is hot but also the, the, the air is damp. It's wet, not fun. If think about, if you've seen a picture of a swamp, it's always humid in swamps, like where alligators live. If you know the watery places where, where alligators or crocodiles live, those are swamps. It's always humid. In swamps you uh, tend to break out into a sweat when it's humid i didn't know if you would know that term you can break into a sweat or you can break out into a sweat and you can see those people they're not crying but it looks like tears on the top of that person's eyelid yeah we would call that their eyelid right there their eyelid 
This is their eyebrow. So there's water on their eyelid. And that water is sweat. Probably not a tear. That looks like sweat to me. Let's go back a couple. Snowbank. Snowbank. Yeah, be careful. When it snows and the city comes and plows the snow, there's usually more snow on the sides of the road, and we call those snowbanks. And you can see right where that arrow is pointing, that is a snowbank. If people shovel their driveways and put the snow all in one place, we would call that a snowbank. Look at that, Radu. Amazon rainforest is always humid. Yes, great example. Oh my gosh, can you imagine football size hail? I don't think it exists, but oh my gosh, if it does. Oh, looks like Aroni has to go. Yeah, this is a long, long English lesson. Longer than I thought it would be. No, oh, yeah, Audi. Humid's the worst. Humid is the worst. Um, does the eastern part of America have humid weather? Yeah, I think where I live in New York City, it can get quite humid. Absolutely. Not fun. Okay, so this is dangerous here. Earlier in the lesson, if you were still around, oh, this might be a good idea. If you haven't liked the lesson, please like the lesson. It helps other people find the lesson. But freezing rain. I mentioned earlier, snow, not snowstorms. I don't like snowstorms, but um, someone asked, which weather do I fear the most? Where I live, it's an ice storm. And ice storms happen when you get freezing rain. Freezing rain. It means where the clouds are. We might call that the upper atmosphere. Very advanced. Where the clouds are in the upper atmosphere, there is warm air. But on the ground, there is cold air. So the rain will fall as rain. But when it reaches the ground, it starts to freeze shortly after. And that's what freezing rain looks like. And when it starts building up, you can see the freezing rain building up on that branch. We would probably use that phrasal verb. When freezing rain starts to build up, it can cause branches to break and it can land on power lines and it can snap power lines. Branches might snap. That's a good verb to know when something breaks in half, you could snap it like, oh, I wouldn't want to do this, but my glasses are here. I could snap them in half. Then I need to buy new glasses. I wouldn't want to do that. Just in case you don't know that verb, snap. Freezing rain. Definitely don't like freezing rain. A snow squall. 
This might be really advanced. A snow squall, it's kind of rare, but we actually had one last winter. And my phone started beeping, warning me that a snow squall was coming. Does anyone know what a snow squall is? It's kind of rare. Maybe the rarest one on this list. But if you know what a snow squall is, could you please put it in the comments? There's another word for humid that starts with M. I can't recall it. Is it moist? Moist? Well, if it's not moist, um, a lot of native English speakers hate that word, moist. I will put that in the comments right now. Some people cringe. Talked about that earlier. Some people cringe when they hear the word moist, but it could mean humid. Could. Two ways I think of moist. Brownies, cakes, those can be moist. They're not dry. A cake that's moist, if you squeeze it, it bounces back. It's moist. That's good. Brownies, if you know what those are, Moist brownies, that's good. However, um, can you see my arm? Okay, this part of our body right here under our arm, we call that the armpit, the armpit. And think about if it's humid out, you are probably going to sweat in your armpits. And we might call that place moist. And that is really gross. So moist can be really good or it can be really bad. A lot of native English speakers cringe when they hear the word moist. So be careful using moist. Oof. Hey, India is in the house. Kishore, hope you're doing well. Yeah, I think it's moist. I think it's moist. Guitar. Whoa, 53 degrees. We use Fahrenheit here in the United States, but I know 40 is really hot in Celsius. 53, is that is that the temperature of the sun? I mean, what? Qatar, is, is that, did they move Qatar to the, to the surface of the sun? That is pretty scary. I'm sure you could fry an egg when it's 53 degrees. Hey, Siri, what is 53 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? 127? Almost 128 degrees? Yeah, that should be illegal. All right. Um, I think somebody said it in the chat. Okay, Fayez. It's really close to a blizzard. So think of a really bad storm with snow. That's a blizzard. A snow squall is a little bit more dangerous because blizzard blizzard and snow squall are really, really close because they both have whiteout conditions. 
a blizzard has to have wind and it has to have a lot of snow. And if there are whiteout conditions and you're trying to drive, it means you really can't see that far. There is low visibility. A snow squall is a really intense blizzard. They usually don't last that long. Blizzards can last a few hours, maybe a whole day. A snow squall usually only lasts for a few minutes, but those few minutes can be really bad, especially if you're driving. So think of a blizzard, but more intense, and it doesn't last as long. That's what a snow squall is. But Fayez, glad you said blizzard. I do not have that on my list. Noise. Noise. Oh. I don't know that word either. Moch? Looks almost German. I don't know what that word is. Oh, gosh. Yelena is in Qatar. Or is it Qatar? It's Qatar, right? is in Qatar right now. Well, be careful. I think they're getting... The World Cup is in Qatar. Whiteout conditions. We talked about that, right? Whiteout conditions. It's exactly what it looks like in that picture. You can't see very far. And if you're dangerous, if you're driving, it can be pretty dangerous. Heat index. We talked about cold snap earlier. The heat index is the opposite of, I'm sorry, not cold snap, wind chill, wind chill. Yeah, whoa, this is almost two hours. We need to end pretty soon. My my brain starting to get clouded. Uh, We talked about wind chill. So that's when it's really cold out, but because of the wind, it feels even colder. Heat index is the opposite. It's really hot out, but because it's humid or because of the humidity, feels even hotter. Okay, let me say that one more time. So when it's really hot out, but it's also humid, there's a lot of water in the air, it can actually feel hotter out than it really is. So I can't imagine in Qatar, I think the air is pretty dry. I've never been there. But if it's 53 degrees out Celsius and humid, the heat index might be 54, 55, 56. Hopefully that's not it. But You might sometimes hear the real feel in English, the real feel, like what it really feels like. Heat index. Hope that helps. Have a drink first. I need to take a drink. Yeah, I do. I I am. I'm, I'm getting tired, Harry. Yeah, my brain is only so big right here. But that is, we've talked about break into a sweat. That is it. That's the lesson. Hope you enjoyed it. It's a long one. 
feel free to rewind. I will put chapters um, on the lesson probably by the end of the day. There will be chapters if you want to just review humid or you want to review snow squall, something like that. There will be chapters eventually. All right. I think it's done. The lesson is done. I want to thank everyone. If you've been here the whole time, I think some people have. Harry was here early. I know that Freddie was here early. Jesus, Audie's still here. So um, I want to thank you all for joining. It was a long one. Hopefully, yeah, Texas can get really hot. Uh, Cecilia, you're always so very kind. Cecilia's been here a long time too. So thank you for, for spending your Saturday here. It might be your Saturday morning or it might be your Saturday evening. It's really late, I think, in Thailand. Apple probably needs to go to bed. Uh, hope you're all doing well. I'm going to get something to eat. I think it's almost lunchtime here. Eh, it's almost 11. I woke up early this morning. Mr. Coyote, thanks for hanging out. Meg is still here. She was here early too. So thank you so much, Murdad. Freddie, thanks for sticking, sticking with me. Yulia, you've been here a long time too. So I'm hoping that your English is so much better now than it was before you started watching. Hopefully in your next English conversation, you will be able to talk about weather in a little bit more advanced terms. So thank you all for hanging out. Adios, amigos.